Welcome to the Behind the Bliss podcast, where Mary Scott Mercer and Rachel Autry bring weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Behind the Bliss podcast. I'm your host, Mary Scott, and today I'm interviewing one of my friends, Chrissy Nix. Chrissy and I met when we were both stationed at Fort Stewart in Savannah, Georgia, at an Army Wives club. Chrissy has been an active duty Army spouse for over 15 years and has definitely had her fair share of fearful situations, growth, moves, and so much more. She is a fitness expert, successful trainer, mindset shifter, and a busy mom of three. In today's episode, we tackle the topic of fear. I guess since most people know I'm also an army wife, I get asked all the time about how to handle fear because of our lifestyle, and to be completely honest, I just don't feel qualified to answer that in my short three years of being an army wife. Thankfully, Christy graciously said yes to joining me in talking about the topic of fear. I pray that this episode encourages you, reminds you that while we do face so many scary situations in our life, we serve a faithful God. All right, let's jump in. Hey, Christy, welcome to Behind the Bliss. Hey, girl. So glad to be here. I'm so excited to have you. Um, Just for the listener to know, you and I um, met because uh, we both lived in Richmond Hill or Savannah, Georgia um, as military spouses together. And um, I'm just so excited to have you on and for the listener to get to hear your story and just a little bit about who you are. So can you just take a few seconds and tell us who you are, um, what your family's like and what you guys do every day? Okay. Um, so first I love to say like, we're real life friends, right? Like, (laughs) yeah, we are real life friends. (laughs) Yes. Um, so hi everyone. My name is Christy Nix and what do I do every day? So I have three kids. So that probably sums up a lot of what I do every day. (laughs) Um, they are 12, 10 and five. So I've kind of got like all the things going on with those ages. Um, been married for almost 16 years now. My husband is active duty army. And so we've got all types of seasons that come with that, but I'm very happily married. I married my high school sweetheart and I love to spend any amount of time I have with him amongst, um, you know, mom life. And I do run a fitness business from home. Uh, so I, um, I help women a lot. I work with women in in many facets of their fitness journey that obviously can snowball into other parts of life a lot too. So um, busy life. We love it here in Savannah. It's beautiful. Um, And we are just, you know, we are in a blissful season for sure. It definitely is the most beautiful place to live, especially (laughs) where you are too. We have all the Spanish moss and, Mm -hmm. oh, I miss it so much. Um, Well. Well, you definitely have your hands full and I love just getting to watch the way that you run your business and live your life. And I know you're such an encouragement to so many people who follow you and you're always sharing such meaningful advice and tips for healthy living and just always coming back to the heart of the matter, which is why I was so excited that you were willing to come on the show and just kind of give us some just practical advice about what it's been like for you and your marriage and motherhood and as a military spouse to really just really like surrender to the season you're in, learn and deal with just everything that we as women deal with. But specifically, I I just feel like you're someone who has really had to come to terms with um, 
just trusting the Lord in all seasons. And you have been through so many seasons, specifically as an army wife with your husband, where you've had to really put this into practice. And so we've just been asked a lot recently on our platform, like, I guess me specifically, just, you know, you're a military spouse. How do you wrestle with fear of unknown? Like, how did you become so calm and confident um, with lack of control? And I laugh because I'm like, I'm still not calm and confident. (laughs) Um, I'm glad you think so. But I just think it's been such an interesting and honestly such a gift as a young military spouse, A, to have women that are stages ahead of me, like you and a few other people, um, that I can just watch and see how you've lived. And um, so I feel like I've learned so much from you, even up close and at a distance, and have been able to learn a few things myself. And so can you just take us back a little bit about mm-hmm. or through your time as a military spouse and just kind of the changes you've had as a woman through just having to learn and grow and, you know, go season by season. I know you're going to really have so much life experience that you can share with us. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think I've said it through the whole years, one thing I have always been able to say is he has always been worth it, meaning my husband. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I I was, you know, like every young bride, you know, he, I wanted to be where he was. Um, and um, even when he wasn't there, wherever our home was, was where he was. Right. And he has always made it worth it. Now, does that mean marriage is always easy? Absolutely not. But, um, you know, in the beginning, you know, I was just that bride that was in love and, you know, my guy wanted to be a soldier and he, he really did want to serve. That's something he always wanted to do. Um, he would have done it for free. You know, when now we have three kids, he cannot do it for free, but, um, (laughs) you know, it, it was, it was his purpose. And, you know, I joined in that when I married him. And so that, that helped a lot. You know, I know everyone comes into the military for different reasons, but, um, you know, it was very attractive to me how purpose driven he was with this call in his life. And, I wanted to be with him. And so that meant I went, um, you know, but the very beginning, uh, we were both East coasters grew up in the same hometown, both by our families. And our first duty station was all the way across the country in California. And Mm. you guys, I'm not kidding. We moved to California and 10 days later he was gone to Iraq. (laughs) I don't think people understand the weight of what that means, but Mm -hmm. I, I didn't have a similar experience, but I, we got married and Dana went on to Columbia or not Columbia to Oklahoma before me. And it was totally different because he was not deploying yet, but it's just such a fragile point Mm -hmm. a, in your just like adulthood and also in your marriage. And, um, I just, I actually cannot fathom what that would have been like. Like what did you do? Well, I had planned to move home. I'll be honest. You know, I I didn't know what it was like to be an army wife. I didn't know anything. I just knew that he was in the army. You know, I I didn't Mm -hmm. embrace what being an army wife really meant. I was too naive. And I think it's, it's admirable, even though you've got three years underneath you already. Is it three? I think you said three years with Daniel. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, to, to look to someone that's weathered more seasons. And, you know, I, I was very naive. I didn't know what it meant. And our plan at the time, one, because we couldn't even get a house. Like I had to live in a hotel <laughs> by myself. And we I actually met- lived in a hotel too. Dude. I don't know yeah. if I ever told you that, but mm-hmm. it's just, I wonder if that's a thing, but Hey, we'll never well, go back to that, but what a no. learning experience. <laughs> yeah. And we were in the middle of nowhere. So our first duty station was Fort Irwin, California. And just to paint a picture, it's, it's five miles entire around the entire installation. And there's nothing for about 60 miles in any direction, but the desert. So it's the desert training facility. 
Um, it's literally in the middle of nowhere. I didn't, had never even heard of it. And so when we got there, I was just wanted to be there with his last 10 days as he packed his stuff in our little bitty hotel room, you know, it puked army everywhere. And he was, he was just busy, you know, he, he was about to go to war. I mean, so I don't even know what he was processing and I just wanted to be there every last minute I could. And I just always thought I would go back home where I could be supported and be by family. And, um, you know, it was certainly orchestrated by God that I just met the most amazing women from the day one. I mean, they just knew what we were going through and they offered to help. And a chaplain and his wife were like, you know, we'll be here to help you. You know, they reassured my Mm -hmm. husband. And I just felt this conviction of, you know, this is our home and this is where he's going to come back to. And if I go now, then we won't get a house until Mm -hmm. he gets back. And I just, I wanted to create our life, even though he wasn't there really to start it with me. And, um, you know, I just, I really found women that they were the type of army wife that one day I wanted to be. And I just Mm. stayed there. And through that year of him being gone, um, I just soaked up and absorbed all the knowledge and mentorship that they would give me. And, you know, I look back now and I, I, I know that that nourished my time growing into the seasons as a military spouse for sure. Totally. Well, I actually, I don't know if you remember this. I saw you at the gym one day and I was contemplating, do I stay or do I go? And I had heard a few people say, this was before Daniel deployed. Um, I heard a few people at my church say, you know, it's not like, it seems like it's the easier decision. It seems like it's the easier decision, but it's going to be harder. And I was like, how is it going to be harder? You know, <laughs> like surely it's not, I'll have people helping me. I'll have someone taking care of me or whatever. But I think what you're saying is true and something that I learned. But you know, when I got married, my life and his life was the only thing that kept me connected to him. And so if he was gone and I went home to a life where he never was, I was going to feel actually more isolated in my season mm-hmm. than if I had just stayed. And it's been, it was so cool to see in this last year, like, oh my gosh, like I, I have a new, like a f- appreciation for just local community. I have a new appreciation for um, a local church. I have a new appreciation for a local coffee shop. I know that sounds so silly, but just (laughs) parts of your, you know, your identity and your new family is so rooted in those, um, in those things that you have together. So I'm so glad you mentioned that, but what was it like for you as, you know, you're, you're in Fort Orange, Fort Irwin, California, you're by yourself, your husband just went to war. Like, how did God meet you in that place? And how did he start just mm-hmm. nurturing you as you dealt with big questions of fear? And, oh my gosh, my husband might die, or I'm alone. Like, what did you do in those moments? Yeah, you know, I probably stayed distracted a lot <laughs> mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. just to, to help soothe, you know, maybe the feelings I was really feeling. You know, I think. If, if looking back now, I wish someone would have told me, give yourself permission to um, know that, you know, it's going to be a hard season, you know, and, and embrace right. that. And, and you're not going to have it all figured out until you, until you go through it. But um, I do remember my dad calling my dad and kind of, you know, being a daughter to him still, you know, a daddy's girl and, mm-hmm. and crying and mm-hmm. being mad and kind of venting about Tim leaving. And he just said, you know, do you trust God or not? Christy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you married him yeah. and I know this isn't what you want and it's definitely not going to be easy, but you trust, do you trust him? And it was like, I, I didn't need him to say a big speech and, and, um, comfort all my pains. He just basically said, either you trust God or you don't. And that's, you know, it's, it's not a whole lot of words and it's, um, sometimes it's not what we want to hear, but it certainly helped me 
navigate forward, but that I had to trust God's plan. So that was a big part of it that when I was feeling upset or scared, did I trust God or not? You know, Mm -hmm. and obviously Mm -hmm. the scripture is, has tons of verses to know that we are to trust him. Um, and I definitely became a student of the word in a way that I'd never really had. You know, I was looking Mm -hmm. at verses on fear and anxiety and worry and trust. And I really just, um, you know, saturated myself in that and, and Bible studies that would do that and women that would relate. I think part of the advice that you received about staying or going is it's important to be around people who get what you're going through. And sometimes, you know, while our families love us and they want the best for us, it's just a, it's a struggle that only you kind of have to live to understand. And I surrounded myself with those types of people, women, and, um, that would let me vent and they got it. And I knew that they got it, but they gave me counsel that ultimately led me to my Lord and Savior and for me and him to work through it in, in my particular right. walk. But you would probably say like, oh my gosh, thank you for those moments that I had to like come to terms with it. I think most mm-hmm. people who go through a really hard season are like, you know, I, it sucked and it was really hard, but oh my gosh, would I, would I be the person I am today without that season, you know? Oh, absolutely. You know, as I told, I tell my husband all the time, you know, I became a military wife, you know, it was trial by fire. Like he just threw me right into the, into the (laughs) arena, leaving the way that he did. But I mean, I I know that it did things for our marriage. I know that it did things for me in a way that had we, you know, been a traditional married couple, maybe, or maybe I moved home, you know, that we wouldn't have had. And I wouldn't have certainly just had these women that were not only great examples as military spouses, but just, you know, in a marriage that was um, the way God wanted marriage to be. So I even had role models in that capacity as well. And I wanted to be married 20 years later and still just as much in love with my, my guy as I was as a a brand new bride. So absolutely. um, You know, uh, Hebrews 29, 11 was always a, you know, um, a big verse for us. I'm sorry, Jeremiah. And, you know, trusting in the plan that he has for me. And even in the hard, I knew that there would be good for sure. Right. What was it like for you? And what has it still like for you as you grow in marriage? As, you know, just realizing that a lot of your marriage is going to be apart from each other. Um, Mm -hmm. Like what are ways that you have really communicated, you know, how do you communicate your fear to him while also being strong? And like what are ways that you – YouTube have developed that you can continue to grow in a forward motion, even despite the distance. You know, we, we talk a lot, you know, I was always mm-hmm. very thankful that he, you know, got sound advice from, from one of his mentors. I remember it was one of his first missions and they hit an IED and he, for the first time ever felt what that was going to feel like. And knew he was lucky to be alive and um, he wasn't going to tell me cause he didn't want me to worry obviously. Mm -hmm. And his mentor said, she's either going to hear it from you or she's going to hear it from somebody else. And if she hears it from someone else, you know, who knows what she, by then what she'll receive. And so from the very beginning, you know, he was very honest and he let me in, um, you know, and, and a lot of military men don't do that, but I know for me personally, it kept us connected you know, because I want to tell him about my day. It's, it's not dangerous, <laughs> but if I'm right. struggling with mom life, you know, and frustrated that one kid had to throw up and another kid had a bloody nose and another kid spilled milk all over the floor, you know, I want to tell him he's my person. And, um, so I want, I want to be the person for him. So he's always been very honest with me. 
Um, and I've, you know, even if it was hard truth, um, he let me in. And so I'd say communication's huge. Um, you know, and it's just talking about the little things. It's definitely a challenge. You know, our first two deployments, we didn't even have social media or smartphones. You know, it was old school right. letters. Um, but we both stayed committed to each other. You know, we saw it as a time, a challenging time, but we could either grow together or we could grow apart, you know, and oh, um, yeah. it wasn't always peachy peaches and cream, but, um, you know, he, he knew my expectation was for us to grow together and his expectation was also for us to grow together. And so we definitely communicated through that as best we could. Totally. Well, and you both have to be on the same page when it comes to that. And I think it's really, first of all, I can't imagine the whole letter saying that I can't imagine doing the last deployment and not having FaceTime. And mm-hmm. I thought over and over again, how did people do this? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know because yeah, it was hard, but I still got to see him every day and talk to him and see his reaction and all that. And it, it honestly just gives me I don't know. It gives me a like I have a hard time receiving com not compliments, but people saying, "Oh, you yeah. did, you know, you did such a good job." And I'm like, "Oh, mm-hmm. but I remember those who didn't have what I had." And it's been a huge, yeah. like a big internal issue for me too. Because well, I, and I was I, the I, same she, way. His grandma, um, his grandfather served in Vietnam, and so she right. had no FRG, which is, you know, some of the support that we have now, um, for family groups and no letters. I mean, they didn't, they didn't get time to write and the mail took forever. And, Mm. and so I would, I did the same. I compared the fact that, um, he had a satellite phone and he could call me from it. Um, we spent a ton of money on calling cards, so he could (laughs) call me from that. So that was a, that was a blessing to me that I had that I was looking back on, you know, our, the last big conflict we had, which was Vietnam and that they didn't have that. So I knew that that was something to be thankful for. So, um, it, it goes full circle when it comes to that, but whatever you're, you know, you're going to do what you know to do and however you can communicate, you know, you, you need to commit to doing to that for each other. And I know, you know, when he, Tim found out where he was going, he would give me his address and he would tell me how to call him. And, you know, it was, it was always one of the first things that he wanted to make sure that I knew how to do. Um, so that, because that was how literally you have a long distance marriage. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I said one time in the middle of my complete frustration, like I'm tired of having a FaceTime marriage, which is just it's so, so funny. Because, but it's true. Yeah. Yeah. It just is what it is. Well, I know that. And at some point in Tim's military career, you had to really learn to put this faith in action even more than you probably had before when he um, got hurt. Can you kind of take mm-hmm. us back and tell us that yeah. story and tell us just what happened and what it yeah. did to you and how you continue to grow through such a devastating season in your military career? Yeah, well, I mean, I think, you know, that was the same year he was deployed for 11 months and many a times mm. had incidents and was always okay. You know, I'd almost gotten used to the phone call that said, you know, this happened today, but I'm okay. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, you, you guys, it's, I know he had me stay where I stayed because I needed the support system. And at the time I didn't know why, you know, but mm. he did end up getting hurt and I did get the phone call and, and it wasn't from him. He was not to where he could communicate at all. And I, you know, I was paralyzed. I'll be honest. I mean, I was just frozen. Um, communication wasn't the great. So, you know, I was told a few things that weren't actually true that, that made Mm -hmm. it even scarier and, um, no way of getting in touch with him and really finding anything out. And my support group was there in a second. 
And, you know, I had no kids at the, at this point in time, but I, you know, could have, you know, and so they were there and, um, they prayed over me and they helped me eat, (laughs) you know, and just really were my hands and feet until I, you know, my mother-in-law, um, was just more action oriented than I was. I think I was still just a bit paralyzed and did some investigating work on her part to figure out where he was and how he was. And, um, but yeah, you know, all the time that I'd spent in scripture and all the time that I um, became a student of really trusting God, you know, it was a season that mm-hmm. he said, you are going to have to trust me. Do you be- right. have faith in my plan for you or not? And, right. you know, the outcome could have been different. Tim might not have made it through that. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to speak to that because that's not what happened, but it was very scary. And, um, you know, but you end up being so grateful that they are okay, that you just praise God, mm-hmm. you know, that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know that you, you know, I prayed for you to be the armor over him and you did, you know. And- right. Right. Well, I think what you're saying too is so important to remember because I think some people can get to this place in their walk with God where they're like, I got this. Like, we are so good. And I, you know, I can read my Bible. Sure. But, you know, it's, you know, it's just going to be a thing. Like, I'm a pro. And then, life hits you and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I wasn't prepared, but it's in those moments where we're just continuing to show up. I like, I know we could make a a fitness reference to this or anything, but like you have to keep training so that you're ready for when it happens. And so, you know, that's why people, like you said, you become a student of the word and you saturate yourself with truth and you saturate yourself in gospel centered community that will point you to truth because you just don't know, um, when you're going to need that. And you have to like, keep showing up for yourself and keep showing up, um, in your walk with the Lord. So thank you so much for sharing that story. And I truly can't imagine. Um, but I know that at the same time, like it has totally just nurtured you to be who you are today. And so you can do what you're doing. You can share this with other people who are scared and struggling, um, with what might happen. And another thing that people kept asking, especially in preparation for this interview was, you know, what do you do, um, with dealing with the unknown and lack of control? And I always laugh because I, I always say that the military, um, just showed me what was already true that I actually never had control, but now I just see it every day. (laughs) Um, I don't have control. Like I don't know my husband's schedule ever. It just is what it is. But was there something that you did where you just were like, okay, this is obviously just the way it's going to be. So I can either fight it or I can ride with it. And this is just how it is. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of instances I could share (laughs) moving, um, thinking you're moving one place and now you're moving another place or thinking he's going to (laughs) be home. And, you know, yeah, I mean, quickly you learn as a military spouse or, you know, if you're a parent and you have kids, you know, you're certainly not in control. And I say it all the time, you know, I have to remind myself God's in control, not the army, you know? Right. Um, Right. I think, I think for me, you know, our first deployment, I shaped and modeled the type of military spouse I wanted to be. And God really thrust me into a season of trusting him. It was the second deployment where I personally struggled more with fear and anxiety, I think, because we were suffering from what had happened on the first deployment. Right. Um, right. And, and it was still a bad, you know, the war was still new. And I, I did live in a season of, of it wasn't unknown anymore. You know, I knew Mm -hmm. what he was going to, and I knew that, um, the things that had happened could happen again. It was a very, it was much more real in my inability to control, you know, him coming home. He could have gotten out after his first time overseas and he didn't, he still, he still wanted to continue on and serve. And he was obviously okay for those listening. You know, he did get hurt and he is okay now. (laughs) Um, but 
he went back and, um, you know, I surrender was my word that year because I really had to surrender Tim over and over mm-hmm. and over again. And mm-hmm. for me, it was him at the time. For you, it could be control over any struggle that you're struggling with because you're not in control of it. And, you know, right. we have to surrender control, you know, and scripture tells us that all the time, trust me, you know, follow me right. and, um, you know, and just be open to, to receiving what you're going to learn from that part of struggling because you're not in control. And, um, you know, that was the first time that I really for sure knew, um, you know, I had a lot of people that wanted me to, to medicate, um, because I was struggling in a way that oh. you know was very real, but you know, to me it was a faith issue, and um, mm-hmm. and that is where I medicated. And you know, if if someone takes medication, I'm I'm all for that for them. But for me, I know personally, it was just I was dealing with fear in a way in lack of control that I had never had. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, and another thing, um, my my mother in law was an Air Force brat, and she always said, "Oh, it was such an adventure." You know, everything was an adventure, <laughs> <laughs> and. You know what, though? It really painted a picture and a, and a perspective for me that has been beneficial. You know, it has been right. an adventure and we've been at this for 16 years now. And, oh, you know, I can tell so many stories of when we live, we define things in our life based on where we lived at the time. And <laughs> we've, we've modeled that for our kids. You know, it is an adventure. The lack of control almost just really opens up the ability to just open up your arms and surrender your plans to God and say, okay, God, tell me where we're going next. Right. And you know, it's been places we would have never picked, but now looking back, we can see how we were exactly mm. where we were supposed to be. Well, it's funny that you say that because we're going to be coming up here soon to deciding, you know, is this something we want to continue or not? And it hit me for the first time. Oh my gosh, maybe I'm really becoming an army wife where the thought of staying put honestly scared me more than the thought of continuing, you know, yeah. like, oh, I like that in a I big can't, way. yeah, it's like how, you mean I get to be the one that chooses what I want? It's a lot of pressure, um, right? Yeah. It is. Like I actually like got used to the fact that, you know, it kind of felt more safe to let, you know, God tell you where you're going to sure. go. God, not the yeah. army. Um, yeah. Then it'd be, you know, your choice. And it's just so wild. And something else I think that I want to point out that you said that I think I also learned in this last year was, A, number one, I felt God tell me one day, I love Daniel so much more than you do. Like, mm, why do yes, you think yeah. that, you know, like, why do you think that you can protect him and mm-hmm. love him better than me? Like, did you <clears throat> did you forget that he's my son? And that, like, I, oh my gosh, I just remember being in the car one day, probably, like, driving around Richmond Hill, like, crying, being like, mm. you're right. Like, oh my gosh, thank you. And then I also, I think my mother-in-law also was an army brat. And she said, um, you know, what if it's God's best for you? and your marriage to be apart right now. Mm. And that really opened my eyes like, oh, you're right. And you know, it's interesting looking back because I felt like we went into a deployment kind of not in a season that I would say was optimal for going into a deployment. There was just a lot of, you know, I was dealing with anxiety. Daniel was dealing with anxiety. And it scared me to think that I wasn't going to be able to manipulate and control him Mm. and her life. And it's so funny because it got, it's like God took Daniel away to be able to nurture him and speak to him and breathe life into him again in a way that he wouldn't have been able to do if we had still been together and to grow me. Oh my gosh, I was such a scaredy mm-hmm. cat 
when I moved to Savannah. Like I couldn't fathom sleeping alone by myself or anything. And I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got, I became brave. And I don't know if I would have been brave in, at least in the same capacity had that not happened. And so I just feel like there's such power in reframing our season, um, Mm -hmm. which is like what you said, like I can either fight this and, you know, go through life with my feet dragging, or I can just let it, mm-hmm. you know, mold me and make me who I am. And so thank you for sharing that. I know that is just a huge part um, of just this whole season. I think something I would love to ask you to just shed some light on, and I think this is applicable for anyone who's military or not, but how do you and how have you um, let your life continue to go and let Christy still be Christy, (laughs) even in a lifestyle that really can seem to dictate your life? Like what, what did you do? And like, what are you doing to still have your own life and, you know, still let your kids have a life? Yeah. Um, well, I'll, but God, you know, I did put myself in a box for probably our first 10 years of marriage. Now, granted it was, you know, we were newly married and we started having kids and I think we had moved like seven times in 10 years. It was ridiculous, Mm. but um, you know, yeah, that was, that was hard. Um, and it, it wasn't as hard at the beginning because it just, everything happened so fast. And, um, you know, I knew getting married to Tim, you know, having a career or profession, it, it was never anything I focused on because I was, I was going to follow him, you know, and mm-hmm. let him live in, you know, we were going to have kids and I would want to stay home with them. And, um, at first it wasn't, it didn't feel like it was a choice. It just felt like that was where I was supposed to be. And I was very content yeah. with that. Um, until I did start having kids and, you know, kind of giving all of my extra energy to <laughs> raising children and kind of starting to feel a little bit lost in who I was. And, you know, and then it was a frustration. Well, you know, I can't work because I have to stay home with the kids and I can't get a job because then I'll just have to move. Um, mm-hmm. So then I became this, you know, s- lots of self-limiting beliefs and not really trusting God. And um, But God came through in many ways and I really felt like he he evolved what I have now, um, for me, but, um, you know, eventually I started to hear him say, I want you to use these parts of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, I have created a platform for you. You just haven't seen it yet. And, you know, I do think it is so important uh, when we start to feel that call to, to live into our purposes as women, you know, regardless if you're a military spouse or not, um, that we, we can't ignore those things. Mm -hmm. Um, we can still very much fulfill our calling as a, as a mother and a wife, um, and still lean into our purposes. And so for me, thankfully, you know, social media became a thing and smartphones became a thing. I really felt like I sound so old saying this, but no. you know, I, think I got my first iPhone after, you know, I had my second kid. So, you know, all of those things, technology really advanced. Um, and you know, I found a platform to, do what I love to do, which was inspire women to take care of their health and own their fitness, no matter where they were, what they looked like or how they felt. And through that, you know, was born a business, um, through the online world. And, you know, it came, it came slow, which I needed because I was very much a hands-on mom. My girls were little and my son was little. And as they've gone to school, you know, I've, I've been able to, to form a profession and a career out of it because I did just enough when they were little, Um, And I was open to God kind of showing me, you know, he gave me those passions and purposes for a reason and women need what you have and Mm -hmm. who are you to not serve them in that way. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about an income or anything like that. It was just, I had this burning desire to, to nurture a woman on that part of her journey. 
and he provided the the outlet for me to do that. So um, definitely, you know, be open to that calling, be open and, and don't ignore um, whatever it is, you know, it could be an accountant, you know, you know, right. you'll find a way. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be anything on social media. It could be a job, you know, but, um, you know, it, it's worth pursuing and finding the balance through all of that for sure. Totally. Yeah. It's definitely, that's kind of how this podcast came to be. It was, okay, well, uh, my husband's deployed. Uh, I work from home. I have all this extra time. Like, what do I do? And I had always wanted to do this and I just had to say, okay, mm-hmm. let's do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's been so fun to just, I don't know. I think because you're right, because of social media and just on the online world, what is capable for a spouse in our situation now is probably so much more than what it was a few years ago. And so I totally agree. I think you just have to say to yourself, okay, I have this time. I have this passion. So why don't I just try it? And then, like you said, you just do it little by little and you just see how the Lord grows it. And um, it's just been so fun. And I'm, I'm glad. I think there's like we have a wealth of opportunity now um, mm-hmm. to just, you know, be an entrepreneur. Well, and, yeah, and, don't, and don't put God in a box. You know, I put myself totally. in a box and by that I put God in a box too and thought, you know, right. well, this is just my my cross to bear, you know, as a military right. spouse. And, you know, I had my degree and I was in kinesiology. And so it was everything that I wanted to do. I just never used it and thought that I couldn't. And now looking back, you know, wow, I put God in a box because I've, I've worked with hundreds of women all over the world. And um, thankfully he, he opened my eyes to that. Yeah. And totally. I had the time. <laughs> if you're passionate about it, totally. you have the time. Right. Absolutely. Well, I thank you. I think that's such important and reminder that so often we get our, ourselves in our own way and it just is so detrimental. Um, okay, Chrissy, what would you say to someone who, like you said, you've moved a zillion times, who is just in a new season, in a new location and doesn't know how to make a friend and doesn't know how to build a community? Like what was it like for you in all of your locations as you just sought to find those people that were going to be your community? Yeah. I mean, in the military world, we have things, you know, like FRGs and, um, you know, my husband, again, he was very good about putting me in front of opportunities. You know, he, he, he always had this burden to make sure I was okay if he was gone and he knew that meant friends and community and a support system. And so, you know, you have to be, um, proactive about it. You know, if it's hard and and you miss where you left, you know, it's not serving you to stay stuck in that Mm -hmm. place and dwelling on those things, you know, God is doing something new and you have to embrace the new. So, um, certainly I've put myself in places where I've met people that I didn't want to be friends with, but you know, it does make the the friends that you do end up finding so worth it. Um, you know, before children, yeah, I'd say it was probably a little bit harder before children because you feel a bit isolated because you're the only one that it seemed like you were the only one that didn't have kids, but I was able to be service for my friends that did have kids. You know, Mm -hmm. I was always so easy to go pick up you know, a kid or two because mom was running late or mom had a doctor's appointment that went over. And so I just, I saw myself as it was a, a place that I could serve. Um, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I found ways to meet people, whether it was through church or Bible studies, volunteer work. Um, I volunteered a ton, you know, yeah. go get a job, you know, maybe you would, you don't even want the job, but it's a place to, to meet people and just to start yeah. contributing to the community. Um, and then having children made it a little bit easier because now you're motivated. You want to get your kid out of the house. And, um, you know, I am a networker. I've always been a networker. I just didn't see it that way. But um, ask people questions. You know, asking questions about somebody is the best way to make a friend. You know, they know that you really right. want to know about them and care about them. And, 
you'll be surprised how many things you have in common, you know, the more you talk to somebody. And um, I've made, I've made so many friends that way. Just, you know, the gym, I've, I've definitely made lots of friends <laughs> at the gym, especially once you have kids and they have childcare, you know, all the moms yes. are kind of hiding out behind the ellipticals, you know, I still have 30 more minutes. So you, you know, you spend 30 minutes chatting, but you know, again, if you trust God and you know that he, it's a season, he has put you where you're supposed to be. He has already found your friends. He has already mm-hmm. found your tribe and your community, you know, but he wants you to leave your house and go find them too. So, you know, you get out leave. there mm-hmm, and, and, and stop staying where you were. You, you know, I do have a few friends that I'm like, oh, she's like my new Katie, you know, I kind of, right. you know, see, line them up and it's, it's not, you know, it can't be that way. Katie is still my friend, Katie, and there might be a new friend named Cindy and she needs me in this season. And that's why we're here. Or I need her one way or the other. Um, so again, you know, bigger picture, it always gives me goosebumps to think how he provided the right people in the right place in the right season mm-hmm. of my life. And thankfully, totally. you know, I found them, you know, totally. Well, I'm deeply relational as a person. And I think that's was one of the harder things for me to grapple with as a military spouse was thinking, oh my gosh, like, how am I going to maintain the depth of friendship we had? And I had another military spouse friend who was from church and she said, you know, it's just funny. You just, you have to see what God wants you from each person in that season. And I think it's hard because, you know, I didn't grow up this way. So I'm thinking of all the people I had in my life, my whole life, who were still people I try and maintain a relationship with. But this season has just showed me that like, like there's fall, winter, spring, and summer, I'm going to have different seasons of life with different people that are vital for me in that season. And it doesn't mean you love them any less or that you, you know, you're loved by them any less. It's just the nature of life. And, um, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's been so sweet. And I would say, like you said, I made myself weirdly available to people as like the girl with no kids (laughs) during the season. I was like, okay, yeah, you need someone to be on call when you're going to labor because your husband's deployed and I'm the only one without kids you know yeah so I can be the one in the middle of the night to go to your house but it's been so sweet and it was such a sweet process and season to just go through that so oh my gosh you're sharing such awesome (laughs) just practical (laughs) advice for all of us who might be so early in this stage of life whether you're a military spouse or you just graduated from college and you are moving to a new town you know you just have to show up and you know ask questions and find a church and get plugged in. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable, but it usually turns out to be um, really the only thing that you can to do to just like hopefully show up and meet someone. But Chrissy, I, I love to just like switch gears towards the end of a podcast um, and just kind of lightheartedly chat as girlfriends. And I want to know um, like just some fun things that you're loving right now. Is there okay. a book you're reading? Is there like a favorite new piece of makeup or whatever it is? Like what are you loving right now that we have to know about? <laughs> Um, I did just get the new iPhone 10. That was like a big deal. I had the seven and I am loving the camera for someone who's in social media. I do. I actually think the camera is better. So I'll, I'll confess to that. Okay. Um, I did just get, uh, Brene Brown's dare to lead. So my word for this year was leadership, um, which is so funny because, you know, here our husbands are military men and I've watched my husband for years lead in his roles in the military and just the way my business has flourished, you know, I'm stepping into a leadership role that I never imagined. So now I'm becoming a student of leadership. I've heard Uh, great things about that book. I actually have it. So I probably should pick it up with you. I know. I know. I'm, I'm a, I'm bad about starting books and getting almost to the end and not finishing them. But, um, 
I'm going to finish this one. <laughs> and let's see what else am I into. I, I love scarves. I do the um, blankets is what my 12-year-old calls them. <laughs> they're like they're like scarves that are like blankets. I, it's in the I south here. That. It's 50 degrees. I'm freezing. So I always have a scarf around my neck. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, that's hilarious. I'm sure it's so fun having young girls too who are like getting into the age of kind of knowing what's in and not in and be like, mom, come on. Funny their humor it's it's like having a conversation with adult but a very um young adult (laughs) i love it well it's so fun i'm just so grateful that you took the time to just just share some wisdom with us as we are navigating seasons of change and wrestling with just big questions of fear and all of it so i just wanted to thank you so much a for being my friend when i didn't know anyone and saying hi to me at the gym and getting to know me but also just getting to share some of this insight with our listeners so thank you so much no thank you so much for having me i love it i feel like we could talk all day (laughs) i know okay well where can everyone find you online also i want to make sure everyone knows where to find your daily doses of encouragement too my website is christinix.com um I'm sure you'll have my name somewhere. So yeah. there's tons of ways I'll to I'll link everything in the show notes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's christinix.com. Um, and then my Instagram is fitnix5. Um, but you could just search christinix there too. Same with Facebook. Um, I do have a page and then I have a personal page. Um, I, I'm not stingy with my personal page. So you can find me there. I do post <laughs> a lot about my military life and my fitness life. And, you know, I'm very multifaceted. So um, I try to add, add value there. So you can find me on any of those particular places that'd be fabulous well i can attribute that you definitely add value online so people all need to go follow you and again thank you so much and we'll talk soon thank you Gosh, I'm so thankful that I got to have that conversation with Christy about fear. I pray that if you are wrestling with fear on any level, whether it's with your spouse or your own job or just in your day-to-day, that you would remember that we serve a God who sees us and is truly working all things for our good and His glory. You can find all of the things that we talked about from today's episode in our show notes at BehindTheBlessPodcast.com. We have been so encouraged by everyone's continued support for the podcast. Truly, it blows our minds to read your direct messages, your emails, your Instagram posts, and your reviews on iTunes. Speaking of iTunes, would you take 30 seconds and leave us a review? Reviews are so helpful for those who may have never heard about our show decide to join our community of listeners. And honestly, we have been hearing more and more stories about people who just randomly came across us on iTunes because of a review. That is so fun. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week.